0: So is brought
1: to you. Uh, do you have the sponsor, read Daniel? I don't even remember who today's episode is sponsored. Yeah, by.
0: It, so it's brought to you by Caleb Porzio's Band Room, wherein you can find a large electronic <laughs> drum set, a guitar, and a keyboard. This man plays music,
1: right. oh, and a, an a- acoustic piano.
0: Oh, and a little baby piano. <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for sponsoring I like the show. Your drum stool. Yeah, that's that. What's what I used to compute on daily? But yeah, it's the Ikea it? stool. It is now the drum stool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. Dude, drumming's fun. Drumming's really oh, fun. God. We all love it. I mean, uh, yeah, you get to hit stuff
0: hard if you want yep. to.
1: Yeah, it's great. And, and fast. You know, like, yes, and fast if you want to. Yeah. I, I started, like, my end goal is Blink 182 songs, of course. Like, oh, I, yeah. I want to play. Anthem part two, you know, like, it's like, uh-huh. I don't know if you know that song, whatever. Uh-huh. Um And so I just kind of started learning it and was like, no way. I've like watched a tutorial and you can like kind of get the basics, but. Yeah, but you can't do it right. You can't do it right. You can't do it right. It's very <sighs> complex. Yeah. Um, ah, I caught your cold. And uh yeah, anyway, so I'm, I rewound to back in black and i've been playing back that makes play. sense yeah yeah so you know
0: oh uh 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 did uh. went so, to a yeah. show last night oh um you know it was a it was a friend friend's show you know being a friend going to a show yeah um it was really interesting he solo act one one person okay one man and $25,000 worth of gear. Okay. Um, and he's, from the outside, it looks like a guy holding a guitar. Okay. Um, however, it's a guy holding a guitar with like just synths on synths on synths and uh, guitar pedals triggering MIDI events through an MPC. Like it was a wild ecosystem he's built. You saw all this stuff? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I've been hearing about it for months.
1: But no, I was just wondering. You said it, it, what appears like just a guy with a guitar. I don't know
0: if. Yeah, yeah, Well, I it mean, it's like, like on tables. But like if you, <laughs> yeah, it's a hall of mirrors actually. <laughs> but like if you are standing <coughs> like some of it's on a table where you can't really tell what's on the table. Yeah. You know, but yeah. there's like a whole orchestration system on the table. Interesting. Um, But it's crazy because I talked to him a little bit about how it works and like, hmm the MPC can like store like MIDI settings for a bunch of different things. Okay. And so what's an MPC? It's uh it's one of these kind of like sequencer okay machines. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like what uh like Timbaland made all of his beats on. Um okay. so like I don't know, like yeah. dirt off your shoulder or whatever. I don't know. A sequencer? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's like an everything box. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I've a seen those like sequencer. techno
1: blabble, whatever makes one that's really popular that, I don't know, has like pads and like a hardcore screen. And it's like, I yeah, see yeah, people yeah. use it. I'm like, what do you use that for? I mean, but mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, you're using it for a sequencer and more like I use the deluge, but it's obviously like not meant to Wait, be. you a have a deluge? Synth. Are you joking, Daniel? I have Does a he deluge. use it? No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Daniel, you don't i do
0: no way <laughs> come on caleb dude. i bought it that was my big i bought two big things when we sold out the mint yeah mine's in the other room but i would show it to you it looks exactly like that
1: come on dude dude I've i mean, spent more freaking hours on the deluge and learning every little amazing. nook and cranny
0: but yeah, I I made two large purchases when we sold out the Mint. And one of them was a Deluge and one of them was a PS5. Nice. And uh, yeah, I think it's so fun. The Deluge is amazing. That's crazy, Daniel.
1: Yeah. That's crazy that we've never talked about that. It's like a really big part of my geek life.
0: Dude, and it's... The, the beautiful thing about it, and I'm sure we're having the same experience, is like, it's a nerdy thing I can do that's not at a computer. Yeah, That's exactly why I bought it. Because I'm it. such a fucking nerd. I wanted to be a nerd all the time, but I don't want to be at a computer all the time. <coughs> totally. And you that's exactly be able, why you I bought it, the it instead you of You could be in a park. Well, you could be in a park with headphones. I know. And deluging. I, we saw the same
1: YouTube video of the guy on the picnic table with... Oh, I didn't see the video. Dad. I
0: just imagined it.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually learned about it from uh, Andrew Huang
0: okay i learned about it from my friend walter who okay. is my i have a synth guy in my life and he is nice he yeah has one
1: so you had to have the decision of op1 or, OP1 deluge. or deluge yeah yeah and you went Everyone, deluge everyone has the decision and... funny i think
0: the op1 is a four track recorder right which is, is like... not really my speed right yeah
1: yep dude it's wild <laughs> uh folks folks at home the deluge
0: is if you're a... playing along
1: it's a thousand dollar toy. It's a really fun thousand dollar toy. If you're gonna drop a thousand bucks on something random, I don't Make think your money is better spent anywhere else. Yeah, um, it's
0: real. And honestly, yeah. I could sell it for eleven $1, hundred.
1: Yeah, or twelve.
0: Yeah. So like, good investment. Honestly, buy a thousand of them.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You can't just go on Amazon and buy one. You have to buy it, to <coughs> from, buy the it from the from folks, and you literally have. To, I I don't know if you did. I literally had to like pay them with TransferWise or something.
0: Um, I think they had like credit card processing. They did not for me. Huh. Weird. Anyway. But yeah, it's oh, like, man. you know, it's some... I'm sure it's a shady German in a garage somewhere, you know?
1: Yeah, it's uh two guys. And the there's like the marketer guy and then the builder guy. I forget mm-hmm. their names. But the marketer guy like started it, you know or whatever the the guy like hacking on it was building an early version of it and this guy found out about it and he's like this would be awesome something that i can take you know portably and be a completely isolated unit that i can build up songs and play them live and so wow. there's these U- early youtube videos of him in like you know at festivals and stuff um just like him in like a shipping container kind of room with holding the deluge and then like an aux cable just running away from it to a speaker or something. And he's mm-hmm. just alone, holding it in one hand and just like vibing out. And then over time, people like filter in and then he's just like vibing out a whole room packed with people and and then, you know, it'll empty out. and Whatever, there's a few of these videos. It's just like a, soup started really like underground EDM scene stuff, obviously.
0: And it's just, I don't know,
1: it's cool. It's a cool That's little thing. Awesome. Dude, dude, I what's love it. fun? We should compare um, beats sometime. I've made like a ton of random I, stuff.
0: Yeah, I've made a bunch of parts of songs. I've never really made a full song with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm uh, same. I have a bunch of half songs, occasion whatever. I mean, dude, we'll save it for not the show, but I because because yeah. everything beat you know we beyond should make this a point new is.
0: theme song for the show. <coughs> I know. I we should. We can't. I mean, we had a first totally theme should. song on twenty on twenty percent time. Now we have a new theme song on no plans to merge. Yep. Maybe we should you know what? Let's start a new podcast. <laughs>
1: folks, throw, I just have let's throw to tell you all the
0: subscribers.
1: Um the Synstrom Deluge folks, this toy that we're describing, kind of the idea is it's like a physical digital audio workstation in the sense that like I can hook up so I've had this thing like I can hook up my drum kit, I can hook up my piano, my actual like electric piano, uh mini keyboards, my guitar through like a mixer. All that stuff can go through this little box, and this little box. But you don't even need to do that, like yeah. at all. That's just like just extra if you want. Thing.
0: It's also an instrument.
1: You can just play the thing. It's a sequencer. It's a synthesizer, and it's like an advanced, an advanced it's a sampler. synthesizer the sampler and a flow. sampler in it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the only you thing can I do don't like about it. it. The only thing I don't like about it is that the sampler workflow is a little bit kludgy.
1: It's uh, it is hard to. I mean, the whole interface, there's a lot of things that are difficult. No, but but specifically the sampler
0: workflow is, like, a little fucking shitty.
1: Hmm, I don't know.
0: Like, So, like, if you say you, like, record a 30-second sample, right? Yeah. And you want to take, like, six hits out of that sample and put them onto pads in a kit. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. As far as I can tell, the only way to do that is you record a sample, you store it on the SD card, you open it. Cut out the first one, put it on a pad, close that, open it, cut out the second one, put it on a pad, close that, open it, you know, et cetera. Versus right. like on a lot of more sophisticated sampler devices, like you can just drag multiple selections around in the thing and then say like, okay, now bounce all of those. Right. Yeah. In like no. one step. You right. Know?
1: That is not an option. Yep.
0: So right. that is like, if, if I want to make like sample heavy hip hop beats, like that is an annoying process yeah and like i want to use something like on the iphone there's this app called koala sampler um which is just a sampler that's all it is yeah and you can just record into it or like give it an mp3 file or whatever and then you can just like sample it and you can just bounce those samples out as files and so like it's almost easier to do that put those samples on an sd card and then stick the sd card into the deluge then to sample in the deluge nice yeah but you can if you have to in a pinch
1: right yeah i've done it it is annoying um it, and it's pronounced deluge
2: yeah
1: i always say deluge and uh
0: yeah, deluge is minnesota is that a place well Duluth is a place Duluth,
1: deluge deluge uh-huh. Magouche uh deluge, so Magoosh. yeah quite the uh why did we why did who said deluge deluge you said like
0: i do on my deluge about what i don't even remember like, i mean i brought up your music room so we were kind of on topic
1: yeah but I, I i don't think i mentioned it because of that but no probably not interesting well daniel
0: that's wild that we both have one though this is fascinating it's weird because it's weird like we're similar in ways that, like, uh, from before we met, there's all these things that we right. had that are yeah. similarities, right? I know. Yeah. And then we met, and then we have all these similarities that are like things that we like both got That's interested correct. in and told each <laughs> other about, and then like pursued, yeah. right? But this yeah, is a right. rare thing that, like, oh, I see. Yeah. We <coughs> separately from each other both decided to make the same thousand dollar purchase. Completely separately,
1: we don't even yeah. talk about music or music production at all. That's wild. Um, which is pretty sweet. That's goddamn you're wacky is what really is. You're not really into telescopes and astronomy at the moment, are you?
0: No, thank God. Ah, shoot, dude. We and missed you're, n- that you're not learning Go, are you? <laughs> no. All right. Then we're, we're all right.
1: Okay, then we're set. Um, that's great. Great news. Great mm-hmm. stuff, Daniel Colborn. hmm Daniel. Daniel, we got nothing to talk about.
0: Dude, I am chock full of things to talk about. Oh, really? Yeah. But first, how was how was Laracon?
1: Laracon was very
0: good, Daniel.
1: Mm -hmm. You did a good good. job. Thank you, Daniel.
0: The JS thing is like we talked for an hour about your Laracon talk and you never mentioned it. (laughs) Did I not? Yeah. Well, but it's like it's like one of the best things in the whole talk.
1: Yeah. What did you think of the talk based on the talk we had?
0: I thought the talk was good based on the talk we had. I think you didn't go all the way into like storyline world yeah, where like you did like, like the office themed Twitter clone or whatever, right? Right, 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 right. Um, But you also, it was tied together enough that like it wasn't just like rapid fire random examples coming at you from right. all different sides of the universe. Yep. You know, so it was yep. good. I found
1: did i found a middle ground um mm-hmm. yeah it was good yeah the js I, thing is wild yeah the js thing yep i'm pretty pumped about that
0: i yeah that's pumped up right? stuff yeah
1: dude i mean you could do a lot
0: man oh yeah there's a lot yeah, you could lot, do there's a lot and to how do. about
1: that the js syntax highlighting with the js here doc label yeah that's ridiculous. that's that's the kicker if it didn't have uh-huh. that man it wouldn't be any good it wouldn't be yeah i tell you so that yeah super nice Um, I was definitely very excited about the talk. Obviously, this is all the stuff that we've been talking about for like years now, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it's like to the point where if I talk about it anymore, people are just like, do it or shut up about it. You know, like I would be like that, like, man, stop talking about all this crazy stuff you want to do that you're, that's really hard and you're not doing. Uh Um, but yeah, so that, that was, we did some of it. I did some of it, and,
0: and yeah, you definitely paved the road to do it all the way.
1: To do it all the way, right? Yep, and uh, yeah. So I guess it's like this is one of those reminders that content is king. Obviously,
0: I guess for the listener who didn't go to Laracon, what is it, and what are the things that you're oh doing all the way?
1: Oh, it's Livewire version three. <coughs> uh-huh. <coughs> it's the future of Livewire. I have a cough, by sure. the way. Uh, yeah, dude, we <coughs> all do. I know. <laughs> it's a deep one. I've had it for like two weeks now, two and a half weeks. Um yeah, Daniel. So, you know, it's the future of LiveWire, Daniel. That's that's what it is. Um I don't know. What's a good summary? What would you say? Uh, so
0: Alpine is now the front end driver of LiveWire. Yes. Like Alpine is part of LiveWire. When you install LiveWire, it installs Alpine. Everything that's happening in LiveWire is as a result of Alpine like they are well they're one and the same yeah so that is something that's been almost true for a long time <laughs> right i know and now is like fully true right
1: well yeah i mean it's funny how like what do you mean by yeah. almost true because you're right but i i just want to clarify
0: well like so for a long time it's been like hey we're gonna like that was always the goal that was the stated goal and like that was part of the reason for the rewrite of Alpine if I recall yeah totally was like to make it function as LiveWire's front end but then like at the last minute there was like some reason that it didn't work right and you like ripped it out
1: uh
0: no I don't think I remember like previously it wasn't actually like fully Alpine it was like some there was some difference right
1: (sighs) right so i yeah there was a point like not that even long ago i think that i was talking about that and probably was like yeah i don't think i'm going to build it on alpine or something like that yeah i don't know i've gone back and forth a million times i almost showed i have a branch in my livewire repository called future three and it is not version (laughs) three it is like when you name a file final (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah final two and final three and that's not even the final one. The final one is a separate repo called livewire next. So this is literally my fourth attempt at a rewrite. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous and I like would not say that publicly except for right now publicly. <laughs> but it's like so many rewrites I lose track of everything. But yes, now it is it is uh written on Alpine and yeah, the current version of Livewire v2, Livewire Alpine is totally optional. Like I it's still kind of wild to me to remind myself of that is like Oh, yeah, you can use LiveWire right now. The default, you know, LiveWire flow you, doesn't include Alpine, which is yeah crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so obviously there's a bunch that can be reused between frameworks. But one of the biggest things for me is that the initialization is all done in Alpine. Mm-hmm. So it's like LiveWire is just, you know, oh, I've tried, dude, oh, it's a freaking journey. At one point we talked, I rewrote a bunch of the core. Yeah, my first rewrite used alpine like ultra heavily mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> sorry bro he Used What's it talking? ultra heavily this uh seltzer makes me cough more this like mm. the carbonation you know when you eat like uh salt and vinegar chips and you like inhale and you want to cough
0: mm-hmm. it's like that i want to do that right now really yeah, there's some like drug addict inside of me. That's like, I would like to inhale salt and vinegar. Oh, you want to right inhale salt? Yeah, 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 right. I know. Have you done
1: it? I mean, just oh, accidentally. Yeah, accidental? of course, yeah of you course.
0: stick it close to
1: your mouth, you inhale, and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do that with mustard sometimes too.
0: Yeah, it's like the knockout game when you're kids.
1: Oh, which what's that? Where you oh, like cross your yeah, arms yeah. and like, dude, people, I never like, try did make that. You pass out. I was really scared of that. Okay, I was worried. around kids who did that. Yeah. Dude, that, that <laughs> those was. Kids one of those kids are in things. prison now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, it always looked crazy. But yeah. I just remember hearing stuff like, you could die if you do that, you know? Yeah.
0: Kids die. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I don't want to die. But that's like, that's almost like marketing.
1: Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It does uh, elevate it. Yeah. Yeah. The first rewrite was like, wire click was like a new alpine directive that used wire colon instead of axon colon yeah yeah. yeah. now it's not really that way it's just that i kind of exposed a way to hook into the initialization process of an element with Alpine. so it's like something like alpine dot element init or whatever mm-hmm. and so there in there i can just be like run it through my own code to see hey is this thing does it have wire click on it if it does mm-hmm. and then do my own code and if i want to do Alpiney things I have a new internal thing called bind. So you can just call Alpine bind, pass in an element, and then pass in an object of key values where the keys are Alpine directives and the values are functions or whatever. So it's a way like you could literally like make virtual Alpine stuff. You know, you could just like pass in an element as a first parameter. And the second one would be like, you know, uh, X on click. And then the, the function would be what you want to run. And then you'd be like, you could even add X datas and whatever. Um, Just a way of like adding virtual Alpine
0: stuff. So you can just like orchestrate (laughs) it over like a bunch of different elements with a single object.
1: Yeah. Uh, No. uh, Well, one element. Basically. One element. Yeah, yeah. So like. I don't
0: understand the schema, but. Well,
1: right. I mean, it's it's super simple. It's like, you know how elements have attributes and values? Mm Mm-hmm. Or attributes have names and values? Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like,
0: so, like, can I explain what I think it is back to you, and you tell me if I'm right? Yeah, yeah. So like, you're basically taking so like all of the stuff that like could be in like an X data or whatever, right? Like, say I had like a named X data called like, uh, okay, date date picker, right? Sure. Yep. Um. So rather than having to do X data equals date picker on a div, I could like at runtime say like bind date picker to this div and then it would just like orchestrate
1: no so the difference is um so what you're thinking well maybe say the last part again so you have date picker you you're saying you have alpine dot data name it date picker and then you have an object of like data
0: Right. right, like I have a named xData with like all the functions and yeah. data and right. whatever required to to run a date picker,
1: yeah. right? and you're saying like, th- yep. And so in
0: the old world, old yep. school world, I would like make like a, I don't know, like a div with an input type date time <coughs> local yep. in it. um, And then I would like do xData date picker on the parent right. div, yes. right? Yep. And in theory, what I think you can do is... Right. Instead just bind date picker onto that right. thing after the fact and not need to have that X data calculated at render time. Right. You could calculate it later. Yeah. Is that correct or not? No.
1: Correct? So it's it you can accomplish that indirectly. This is way more flexible. So picture this. You have an element that div that the date picker thing you want on, it, whatever. Um you you pass in the element, and then the second parameter is an object in j like a object literal and the keys are html attributes and they can be Mm -hmm. alpine or non-alpine They could literally have like hidden colon true and it will apply those attributes to the element if it's an alpine attribute it's not going to i don't know if it will i don't think it will physically apply it to the element like you'll see the attribute in the dev tools it will virtually apply it um, or initialize it through Alpine, so it's like a way that it's actually how I author all of the headless UI stuff. So like X Dialog, which we haven't even talked about that because we haven't talked in like years. But like Alpine is coming out with its own version of headless UI, mm-hmm. and so there'll be like X Dialog, X Popover stuff like that. And internally, those are just Alpine dot bind, and then writing my own Alpine because I just think authoring
0: right, right. Because if I you're going like to do headless Alpine, UI, you you would need to do that yeah yeah that makes sense
1: right like you could write all that stuff yourself but it's like i really just like writing alpine there's just you can do so much with it's just a good way to accomplish things you know
0: can i um pick your brain on like a really simple alpine Livewire use case that like i solved in a way but like doesn't feel that idiomatic and feels like there should be a dumber way to solve it (coughs) yeah hit me so (coughs) um date time local these inputs mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm. right and they're like yeah. native date pickers okay and you're like great the world has arrived we have native date pickers yeah uh, no 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 longer do i need pick a day right to to get a date right yeah so here i am i'm making a laravel game with my friends yeah and you need to pick a start time for the day yeah right Um, and you want the person picking it to pick it in their own time zone. Okay. Right. And then you want to store it in UTC, obviously, because that's how you store dates. Sure. And then later when they edit it again, you want to have them edit it in their time zone. Yeah. And then when they update it, you want it to again, store in UTC, right? Okay. Yeah. So this is the desired behavior. Okay. Okay. Daytime local, sadly. Yep. Does not include the local time zone. Funny in the thing that it outputs. Okay, so it just gives you like the date and the time. Yeah, and no information about what time zone it's in. Okay, so I have that. I have a date time local input, and then I have a live wire component that like I mm-hmm. want the live wire component to save it as UTC. Yeah, right. So the live wire component doesn't know what time zone it's in. Right, unless you do one of these weird things where you like derive it from the IP address or something. Right right yeah um the alpine could know what time zone we're in right 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 so i want to make a blade component that is wire modelable yes right that is just a date time input yeah but the thing that it wire models will basically be like a, mm. a iso 8061 string with utc time time zone right um but the thing that it presents to the input has to be in this like stupid format that daytime local wants it to be in yeah which is like first we have to figure out what the user's time zone is convert it to that and then format it in a stupid way right and then that's what it wants how would you how would you approach this <coughs> i drew um, a diagram about it
1: I guess, like, if I start backed up from the problem, I would, I guess, like, I'm going to start with an opinion, which is not helpful to to your question per se, but challenge the opinion. My opinion now is that single date pickers are a bad idea, and the only time you ever want a date picker is when you want a range, which the native ones don't even do. Um, yeah, what do you think of that?
0: Uh, hustle your evidence, dog. Um
1: you actually rarely ever use date pickers on like sites they are always text inputs most of the time um if you think about like think about a site where you used to where you've used a date picker that isn't a range like any web app experience
0: um i'm trying to think of web apps that need dates right or, like, they need date times specifically
1: oh right right okay i mean that is that is different but also like i think yeah i don't know i don't know i mean i guess what i'm just saying is like i found that i think it's just like easy to hit date time input date time or whatever but it's actually like not a great experience um especially the typing
0: in a date and time is a good experience either you don't think so i mean i think typing in a date is a good time yeah
1: typing in a date with but if um, i need a time yeah, right. What do you do about times? What do people do with times?
0: Also, typing in a date is, like, less normalized than you would think because people type dates in all kinds of different orders and shit For in sure. different countries.
1: Yep. Right. It is not super normalized, but I'm thinking of, like, most film forms that I fill out with a date, it's just say month... say Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in an so ideal you. world, it's, um like whether it's input masked or not it's the kind of thing where as you type it like highlights the next one for you so you can just be like yeah. my birthday is blank 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 um yeah and that's so any i did the whole like uh input, input masking, masking thing sure. yeah, and yeah. that's what sent me on this journey of like that's why i actually started the input masking i was like nobody uses because i did the alpine components date picker series uh-huh. and realized that like there's basically no reason to ever use pick a day because a uh-huh. there's just better date pickers and b you really shouldn't use a single date picker. Nobody does. And it's not a also, great experience.
0: Your, can I just say your pick a day example on the live docs? Yeah. Is a contrived, overly simple example.
1: Yeah. Pick a day doesn't work. So that's the problem. Well, no, um, no, no,
0: that's not, that's not the problem. The problem is you have, you've created, you've like, it's T-ball. You set up too easy of an example for yourself for the problem. Where is it on the docs? It's in the like custom wire modeling, right? Yeah, the only reason
1: it's there, the only reason I ever used it. This is something I'm still realizing that I did some damage in the world because I use it because it's a simple one line initialization mm-hmm. to demonstrate. Like LiveWire and Alpine are really good with just initializing third party libraries in the HTML. Right, right. Alpine is but
0: what you don't do ever, right? In what? the docs. Yeah, is actually provide an opinion about how someone should do a custom wire model thing when JavaScript is going to like...
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's a calculate. separate... Okay, so I have X date So picker that's something it wire feels model. like
0: you But you're only actually documenting half of that problem in the docs.
1: Yeah, interesting. So I don't actually specify... Oh, right, because this... And I probably did that on purpose, that this conveniently this conveniently uses an input element that already fires input events that's what you're describing right Uh uh so for the user to to like clarify what daniel's criticizing if you
0: need to if you need to create those input events yourself or somehow push the data upwards yourself that's like a just like a completely undocumented thing and so there's like several ways to do it and all of them feel bad and i know we've talked about it many times on the podcast like yeah and we've had different opinions at different times of like what the right way to do that is.
1: I have the right way now.
0: Oh, do you? <coughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and- that's part of, so our problem set here, which is, yeah. uh, so let's just say we want to use daytime local because it's, it's, uh, okay. what's the word? Uh, native. Sure. Semantic is the word I was looking for, but yeah, native. Okay. Like it's like, you know, where it's native. We should be able to support the native date time picker of HTML, right? Sure. Yeah. So like, we want to use daytime local. Yeah. We want to store in UTC. Yeah. Uh, let's just accept as given that Alpine is going to have to be responsible for the conversion, right? Because I kind of figured al-
1: that. Like, wouldn't you just the first place I went was detect the time zone of the browser, yeah, and put that in like a hidden input, and then have that in Livewire. So it's like you do everything normally bound. So you just wire model or whatever the native input and get the untime zone signified thing. But you have a hidden input that's wire modeled to, you know, the thing, the actual time zone so that when you go to do the work in the database or you have a computed property in LiveWire that just basically runs that string through the current time zone and then you use that to do the setting in the database or whatever
0: you want to do. Okay, so what what property in my live wire component yep. is bound to this input two-way bound so that when i right. change the input it updates it in live wire and when i change it in live wire it updates right. the input
1: um i guess it depends on your use case i would default to start date time so or I want whatever a, i
0: want there to be a carbon instance right that like gets yeah
1: yeah so oh and you want to be able to manipulate the carbon instance and have the input update automatically yeah, i want this wire
0: model i want it to work like right. wire model
1: yeah 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 so yeah i mean okay well i mean the first thing i i would still kind of stick by what i said like the most straightforward way for most people i think would be create a public property called raw date time input or something and then have a method or a computed property that you can call that turns that into a time zone corrected carbon instance
0: but i want to i want to be able to pass in a carbon instance
1: so I mean, you into the component, yeah, yeah, and you could have code in the you could have like a set and a get or whatever. No,
0: but I mean, like, say I have a model and it, I want to use the created at or yeah. the up, you know, or some timestamp on a model. Right. Right. Yes, I, and I know. I want to wire model to that.
1: Right. I, I'm saying that to have the easiest life right now, it would be don't be able to just do post dot you know start time and and have it all magically work i would say do the harder more annoying thing and have like a bespoke public property called raw something and then methods that convert it where you need to convert it but i hear you i hear what you're saying daniel
0: so i think that's on- i think the only reason you're leaning that way is because yeah. you want to do the conversion on the back end yes i think if you embrace doing the date math on the front end you think so then it then those problems go away because i drew a whole diagram about this can about, you like,
1: rely on the front end time zone
0: if you can't then none of all of this is meaningless so we should just fucking stop trying anything well unless you, know? you do
1: the ip time zone thing but then i mean that's which is unreliable less in its own let's ways, assume yeah. that's
0: twice as unreliable right okay
1: yeah it's just a hard problem um i, mean, I don't you think could... it's a hard
0: problem if you just let alpine be the boss which I know feels like (laughs) counterintuitive because like you always want Livewire to be the boss and Alpine just to be like an implementation detail. Right.
1: Okay, so then let's do Alpine's the boss. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And you make a blade component or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And so in Alpine, I would have an element that wraps up the input and intercepts the input event or whatever, or you could X model it or whatever. You could do that. You, I, one thing you need is to prevent Oh, you know what? You don't even need that. Let me think about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Here it is. You got your Alpine component. You got a div yeah. inside the, you got X data on that. You got a property mm-hmm. called time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have a property called time zone. Mm-hmm. You X model time to the input, native input element. Uh huh. Okay. And then on an init or something, you set time zone to the browser's time zone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and then you have a function called whatever get uh or convert time zone or whatever you know basically convert it to UTC. Okay, and then the opposite, which would be set, you know, from a UTC set the the proper mm-hmm. value for time and time zone. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So then this is uh right uh, actually so far this isn't future. Um. So you would then do x modelable. X modelable is the key to all this. Mm-hmm. So BG that's jobs. the part
0: that I'm missing. So here, the actual date setting part, I think I've got cracked. Okay. Right. So I basically have a set date method. Yeah. Um, that accepts uh a JavaScript date. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so then it stores like on like the there's a data called date time. Right. And mm-hmm. it just stores a JavaScript date to date time. Then I've got getters that get that as a UTCified right. yep. ISO string to pass up or as a fucked up date time local string to pass down. Okay. Right? So I've got a getter for each format. Yep. Um, and then I've got like a little math that happens on the actual input change events to like take that, apply the time right. zone, set the date. Yes. So that, so that part I, I think is solved. Okay. So now <laughs> I've got, let's say I've got an Alpine component that's got three things on it. It's got a date time, which is a JavaScript date. Yep. Uh, it's got an ISO string, which is what I want to push up to yep. LiveWire. Mm-hmm. And it's got this like weird fucked up format that I don't want to do anything with except display it. Great. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so now I want to wire model in such a way to that... To the UTC. When the input changes, which means that the date time changes, right? Which means that the calculated ISO date changes. Yes. I want that to also to I guess fire an input event with the ISO date, right? That X or that wire model can catch. Yeah. And then you need to when the, yeah. in the opposite direction, when something when something happens on the back end somewhere i need to cat maybe a hidden input should actually be the thing that's wire modeled so that i can then sure. take that iso date and then rip it out and do the whole backwards process right yes
1: so you can do that there you have the right idea for how to do it right now with the tools at hand mm-hmm. um the future of LiveWire, daniel um this is something that i didn't even cover because There just wasn't enough time and it's a little bit deeper. So it's like non-live where people probably wouldn't follow it as easily or understand its value. But you understand X modelable in Alpine?
0: Talk me through it again.
1: So it's basically for the scenario of abstracting components and wanting to be able to x model them so we're just talk alpine now With, for now like for without
0: input elements basically. yeah exactly like uh-huh. virtual
1: input elements you know right so this is a pattern or even in if you do have an input and,
0: element like i don't want this input element to really be tied to the x modeling exactly
1: yeah. right yep so you can um basically if you have a div and a blade component then you have like some x data on that div and then you have an input inside there whatever you can put x modelable at the root at that div okay you can put X model on there and specify a name, any property in that X data, okay? And now, if X model is ever added to that div from like a, a blade you know component attribute forward situation, makes sense?
0: That part? If say the if.
1: <laughs> this is the kind of hard part to explain, but it's really easy if you see it.
0: Just just say it again, and I'm sure I will get it. Right, right.
1: You got a blade <laughs> component. And that root div, you know how you echo attributes or whatever to forward stuff like X yes. model or wire model? Mm-hmm. Okay. So on that root div, in the definition of the component, you have X data and you have X modelable.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And X modelable, you. you're just passing the name of a property that you want to allow to be X modeled. Yes. And then in the attribute forward, you have X model from a parent component. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yes. Right. And then Alpine will discover that, okay, X data has a property called Daniel. X model is specifying a property called Caleb. Caleb's from the outer scope. Daniel's the inner scope, right? Right? Yes. yes. And then X modelable is the link. So you'd say X modelable, uh, in this case, Daniel. And then it would know, okay, this component wants to expose Daniel to be X modeled. And then there's an the X model to Caleb. So link Daniel and Caleb together mm-hmm. and make them bound. Yes. Yes. So this is a way let's well, so just speak, just Alpine, strictly speaking, you can do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The promise is that in Livewire V3, X modelable will also work with wire model so that you can easily add wire model to a blade component. And then mm-hmm. if you have X model in the definition or X modelable, then you can just make it, you know, whatever and even further than that cuz a lot of times you're just you just want to get her in a setter for the inside mm-hmm. scope so i did support that for my own purposes because i think that's even how i wrote
0: so in the pre livewire 3 world okay right yeah is the idiomatic approach to basically use x modelable and then maintain an alpine state full of entangles or something
1: no the pre i guess the pre livewire 3 approach I would say that there are simpler things you, right? I'll say that there are simpler things you could do, like not do all this abstracting. You know, I'm not saying that it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that sure. I wouldn't want somebody to think that like, oh, the default story for this is just to like do the gnarliest stuff. Like you can do more straightforward things with just wire model and input elements and stuff. Mm-hmm. And or use the back end for this kind of thing. There are like currently clean ways to do it. But if, you know, you're after like make these like, like Alpine centric blade components that that hide everything and just expose wire model stuff, which is what you're after, which right, is a which good is thing to be after
0: the best use case for life. It <laughs> is in a world. great use case. Live wire and Alpha, yeah, I
1: just yeah. am ashamed to talk through the current way because I, yeah, and yeah. I want to make a better way.
0: No, no, um, no, I know. But I'm just saying like as a person who like lives in the current world as it exists. Yeah it almost feels like I should just use X modelable and then maintain a higher order scope full of entangles because then I'm future-proofed. Then when LiveWire 3 comes out, I can just remove that scope and the wire models will just work.
1: Yeah, the goal would... I think the thing to do would be the current pattern that I at least put in a bunch of the like screencasts mm-hmm. where you um, you do the entangling to the property from above. So if you put wire model on a blade component, then in the blade component you get that whatever the name of that wire model is. So if it's like title in a post mm-hmm, form and then you entangle that to the internal value. And yeah. that's a common pattern. Have you seen that? And right? I've done
0: that. I've done it many times. Yeah.
1: Okay. And there is a helper for it because like you can literally do attributes like dollar sign attributes in blade, uh-huh. arrow, wire model. Uh-huh. Uh, or no, you do attributes, arrow, entangle.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Or no, you do at entangle. Okay. Right. Okay. And then inside of that, you do attributes arrow wire model. Um, And there's a bunch of helpers to make this all work well. Um, Oh, interesting. But yeah, shame on me for whatever documentation I lack. And also that there's no clear path for this. Um, Yeah.
0: But it sounds like we're very, very close to having the clear path. Like, that's the thing that I'm excited about is the like, I want to, I want the world, the X, the X modelable wire modelable, like, all the modelables yeah. are the same thing, and I don't need to think about them separately.
1: Yep, you know um, what I'm that. So actually, just to be clear, this is all documented. If you go to Alpine, uh, basically Alpine sharing state section. So on the Alpine docs page, sharing state between Livewire and Alpine, um, huh. I cover like all these use cases where you have like, um, you know, x hyphen blade components. And you wire model to them, and then it shows you how to entangle Sharing inside that. State. And uh, where um, am I looking? So in well, the for, Alpine docs, you said? Uh, no, it's in the Livewire docs. Okay, in the Alpine section. In the, the Livewire okay.
0: um, yeah. live docs, in the Alpine section. Yeah,
1: you're looking for accessing Livewire directives from Blade components.
0: Sharing state between Livewire and Alpine with Entangle. Yeah,
1: but you don't read through it right now because nobody okay. cares. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah we're on a podcast true true
1: yeah i forget that we're on a podcast Uh, um
0: yeah so open entangled okay very good
1: but yeah (laughs) the future is a really clean x model approach so that you can Mm -hmm. truly stay in alpine in the in the child and not have to do any blade echoing or whatever um and that's the thing that it's hard to even describe over a podcast quickly which is annoying so maybe we should think about an even easier way, but I, I think it's a pretty straightforward, powerful way of just like inside blade. If you have X modelable, then you're opening it up to anything to X model or wire model in the parent, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a syntax that would make it feel more blade centric, um, which is something that I, I'm like, like you said, did you see at teleport in the talk?
0: So sick. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: I, that almost didn't happen because tele- X-Teleport is a directive in Alpine. Yeah. And it's, it's there and it works and whatever. And I could have demoed that, but it would have felt like bespoke alpine stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'm learning from other people and now starting to see myself is that people just want Livewire. And, and Alpine is just like... Livewire people do, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this
0: is the this is the problem <coughs> you're confronted with as the dual maintainer guy is like you want to d- improve alpine yeah and like cuz alpine has bigger reach than livewire right theori- and definitely has more potential reach than livewire right um so you want to improve alpine and you need all of those alpine improvements to translate easily to livewire yeah um like it almost seems like you need to have like a sit and think about like a meta api for like all right here's like alpine directives and here's how they're implemented how here's how all right. of their livewire counterparts will be implemented to match so that you can basically just read the alpine docs and know there's a livewire No the mappings
1: for right in yeah. reality i think it's probably just going to be It's probably a, unrealistic yeah it's probably but, more just like you just you just learn livewire and you enter that space and you just use all those syntaxes until you need to drop down to Alpine for something. And, and then, then you're just, just scouring Alpine. Yeah. Well, you just start using Alpine for stuff. And then you realize like, oh, Alpine has teleport as well. And then you're like, I wonder if that's the same. Oh, it is the same. But, you yeah. know, I mean, I think, yeah, but I, I hear you. There, I thought you were going to say like a clear way to like wire transition is now kind of a faux X transition. Mm-hmm. But it but it does other stuff. Like it, you know, it deal it uses it works with Morph DOM. So it has like a yeah, little yeah. extra behavior, but I, but I do just forward literally whatever you add on top of wire transition. I forward that to X transition. So um and that this is happening with a lot of stuff. And I, I think I don't know if we talked about this, but like wire click now under the hood is just X on click. And and when I evaluate the value of wire click, so before in Livewire 2. If you said like wire click increment, increment, increment was like this, you know, thing that I parsed out in JavaScript and then sent to the server to call that method. Mm-hmm. Where now, instead of like parsing out the method you're trying to call in the parameters you're trying to use, I basically evaluate dollar sign wire and then concatenate on. I do literally concatenate on the beginning of whatever you put in do- wire click, dollar sign wire dot. So basically everything you're doing in livewire is now going through that dollar sign wire object. Gotcha. They're just it's all syntax
0: mm-hmm. sugar. It's just invisible. Yeah, yeah, Yes,
1: that's driven with alpine. Uh-huh. So it's like it basically these wire things sort of convert down to alpine so that I don't have to maintain two click listeners and two debounces and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then inside of that, they just use dollar sign wire for any server interacting at all. Yeah. Um,
0: it feels like we're entering like a more mature era of the pairing. Yeah. Right? Where like yep. the pairing of live wire and alpine <laughs> is like you've kind of like accepted that like I don't I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or whatever, but like yeah, it feels it. like just from an outside perspective and like what you're putting out there that like you've kind of accepted that like these two things are basically always going to be used together. Yeah. Um there's no real use case for using Livewire without Alpine. And there are use cases where you're using Alpine without Livewire, but like mm-hmm. no one who's using Livewire is not also using Alpine. Um mm-hmm. and so like the pairing needs to be strong and the bonds between them need to be strong and like to me the thing I'm always after which I is partly just cuz I hate reading docs. It's yeah. like I want everything to just be like incredibly intuitive and like I just want to know what Alpine methods exist because I already know LiveWire. Like I should just already know Alpine by knowing LiveWire somehow. And that is pretty pretty close to the reality. Yeah, it seems like we're getting closer and closer.
1: I guess the only difference is like wire colon is wildcard. So it's like click, wire colon click, wire colon key down where it's in Alpine. Well, you can think of it as at click, at key down. Um, But then, you know, everything else, I think all the names are the same like yeah model is the same um loading doesn't exist in alpine um dirty also doesn't exist in alpine there's no fours and you know it's four and blade four in alpine well it's not four and blade it's four each but um but that's blade like blade doesn't have to match because alpine matches view all of alpine's names are views names um and liveware honestly doesn't even have that many blade or that many attributes that many wire colons you know um, and the things it does, like it's at teleport and Exxon teleport, um, you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah, I'm not saying that you, that you're wrong. And well, I guess no, I'm saying I'm show pl- me a place where it's un where there's where it looks no, like not, a discount. I'm not
0: saying it's not. I'm just saying like I want I like want to be able to trust that as a principle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like m- more than more than like complaining about any individual thing. I'm just like if I could like know that like this is the goal and that like i can basically just like assume that like if yeah anyway i'm not trying to like (laughs) lock you into anything but uh, um
1: the i think that the only thing that i would say i think you're right on with like they're the that we're entering a more mature era and the binding is bigger like it's more bound together obviously like it literally is shipping and built on it yeah, yeah um but i think the weird twist is that I, my goal for this more mature era is that you use Alpine less and less Mm -hmm. and it's there if you want it um, and it's being used under the hood. It's not like we're phasing it out. It's just
0: because of the, the request bundling, right? Like the request bundling is the thing that really makes it where it's like, oh, like I could theoretically use less Alpine because I'm not using Alpine to avoid making multiple requests as much.
1: Not necessarily. Just that, um, just that what I've, what I'm, I still think like. If you want to be the most Mm. foo ninja guy, like remember there was a point in time where I was like really considering moving wire away from wire colon. And literally it's just like, hey, everything on the front end use use Alpine, you know, like it's a whole front end thing. It does everything. So just use that and use dollar sign wire yourself. Like once I kind of saw those stars and I was like kind of barking up that tree, like maybe this is what we should just do. But now I've real I'm going like backlash on that and realizing mm-hmm. that like that's not a great world because newcomers are intimidated by which when should you use Alpine, when should you use LiveWire, or even just you know, that whole concept of Alpine, you're in JavaScript. So mm-hmm. even those directives, you know, it's like not super JavaScript-y, but it is JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Um, so <coughs> anyway, so LiveWire is hiding that all now in a sense. And so to your your question of like Right, because of the better, like efficient, more efficient request bundling and stuff. Like, it's not as big of a deal to just use JavaScript, and I still consider it just as big of a deal. Like in my mind, if an SPA doesn't send a network request, Livewire, I don't want Livewire too. Basically, that's always right. my goal. That's
0: what, I, that's what I'm saying though. Is right. like that enables you to use Livewire <laughs> more confidently that you're not sending like a million unnecessary network requests. yes
1: with the wire model change Uh i guess with like events and wire model change what i'm saying is i'm just trying to find more ways to expose that optimistic javascript stuff that alpine just gives you Mm -hmm. with with liveware apis you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like wire click clear in my demo that was at js clear it's like that's an alpine free experience Mm -hmm. you know um you know, what we, I know
0: we've yeah, I know we've talked about SWR on here before, right? Yes. The like Vercel uh state management thing yeah. for React. Yep. Um that really like was like a paradigm shift for me discovering that. Yeah. Um and like it's changed the way I write alpine code. It's done a lot of things. But like mm. um the idea to me for the, like, the
1: listener, the SWR is a patterny thing that Vercel has, like a JavaScript package for, where basically, like, when you're dealing with state, and the, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this. Uh, okay. you'll correct me, but, um, when you're the one distinct thing I remember from it is like, you get posts, and you just access them, and they get like fetched in the background or whatever, or maybe, maybe right away. But then, like, the next page load, the last state of posts is kept in local storage, so it's mm-hmm. just used. And then like when you update posts, uh, that's the part that I'm a little fuzzy on, but it like, basically. So it's used,
0: so the the cached (coughs) results are displayed, but a network request is also sent, and then when it comes back, they're updated. So it's, if there was no change, then there was no change, and you just got instant loading. But if there was a change, then, so anyway, that whole, and so the beautiful thing about that is there's this mutate method, that you can use right? Uh, where you basically like you can define like a mutator function yep. um, it's a little like hands-on react like a little this was where
1: this was where it broke down for me where I was like this is so cool and then when I got to and this is why I just stopped at that point and the question is like but if you just like pop on if you like post.push a new JSON blob of, of a post you to get that to synchronize with the server you have to do some hand-holding you have to write like right, explicit schema You basically stuff.
0: just tell it like, when I pass you an object, how do you mush that into the existing object? Right. Right? So it could be yep. like prepend or append or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. your logic is. Right? Yeah. But if I have an array of posts and I'm like adding a new post, yeah. I tell it like, here's how you mush the new post in. Yep. And then also, as I'm doing that, go fetch the new posts uh, yep. and then like load them just in case something failed in the storage. yeah. Right? So like in case, for example, like, you know, there was a validation error and so the post didn't store. Yep. We don't want to like we want to optimistically show it succeeding. Yeah. But then if the network it says off. it failed, then we trust the network. Yeah. Um and it's just I don't know. It's like a whole it's basically an optimistic <laughs> UI library. Um right. and it's like very, very cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, it would be super cool to, because like Livewire basically has like a front end state and a back end state, right? Yeah. And like the back end state is constantly rehydrated from the front end state, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the back end state is correct and the front end state is. Yeah. So it's weird because the one that's persistent is not the one that's correct, right?
1: Right. And persistent in the sense that the browser is the long running instance.
0: The browser is the long running instance. So it gets the, the, Well,
1: we're calling it the persisted value, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Sorry, sorry. It's but yeah, it's the long running one. It's the one that exists between requests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the length of the system. Right. The
1: continuous data that 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 you can like keep in memory and manipulate in memory and whatever.
0: Yeah. So there's like one thing that's consistent and then there's one thing that's correct. And we'll call the back end correct and the front end consistent. Right. And so it would be cool if like basically everything that happened. Was like optimistic on the front end, then checked with the back end, and if Mm -hmm. there was a problem, like reverted the front end. You know,
1: which is you can totally basically
0: what happens in a lot of cases. This is actually a fundamental. Just by nature of how inputs work, yeah. But
1: right, you right, like in a text input, you're getting optimistic updates.
0: You get it for free, yeah.
1: You get it for free. Right. So this is actually something with v3 would kind of unlock this, but then we should talk through this. This is really interesting. Um, so in v3, I had mentioned that dollar sign wire is truly a JavaScript object now. So in v2, if you do dollar sign wire dot count equals two or whatever, it intercepts. It's like a proxy. It's like, Oh, the, he's trying to set two on this dollar sign wire dot count. So fire an Ajax request to the live wire component with a, command that says set the count property to two then it comes back and then anything that is you know dollar sign wire dot count is now two so it's pessimistic but now dollar sign wires data is ephemeral so if you say dollar sign wire dot count equals two you've actually set a property on an actual object called count that is now two so if you used alpine or something to display that count it would that would now be an optimistic update and if the data changed in the back end whether it you know you like if count is updated multiply it by five on the back end like you could change count or you could prevent the update or if a validation failed then actually i don't know what how it happened if validation failed i think the opt whatever's optimistic would just stay there that that, whatever that doesn't matter the point is is that that is what you're describing the only difference is, is like to achieve that optimisticness in the UI whatever you're rendering has to be alpine rendered. Mhm. You know, cuz if it's blade rendered, you're not going to get that update until the template gets rendered and that's pessimistic, you know. Right. So it's like and that that goes back to this pattern. If you extract blade components for your like inputs and stuff and modals, all that is like best done in alpine land. And now if you use dollar sign wire state, you get all that optimistic foo, you know? Like if you have a modal that's just bound to dollar sign wire dot show, you know, you can like toggle it on and off in the front end and everything will work. And then if the back end ever touches it, it'll change it. You know what I'm saying? You're, yeah. You're giving me, you're giving you've, me the, the looks that you're tuned out well, or, or you disagree.
0: I just, I don't like the idea of turning things over to Alpine, you know? like okay. things that belongs to blade and here's why okay i have been a joyful non-combatant in the wars of like server-side rendered react and okay. server-side rendered front-end javascript sure. right <coughs> yeah because like i've got to like look at those people and laugh at them and be like ha, fucking loser all of my shit is server-side rendered Yep. So I get it all instantly. Yes. And then like I mutate it with Alpine. Because yep. I'm a cool guy. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if now I'm going to actually depend on Alpine to render things for realsies. Yeah. Um now all of a sudden then you're back I, to hydrating. I'm back to of. but I'm I'm now slower than like server side rendered next or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, yeah. they get the initial I I have subsequent. to wait for the initialize and paint. Right. Whereas they just get it mm-hmm. and so the server actually does the first paint for right. them. Yep. And so that's the thing. That, that's one of the reasons I love the like Blade plus Alpine pattern is that like I just get it all for free, baby. Right, like, I don't right, have, right, I don't even have to enter into your wars and I can like laugh yeah. at your stupid fucking server side <laughs> rendering bullshit.
1: So it is my belief that all of the this versus that SPAs versus whatever server rendered, front end rendered, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff, it all equals out. Or every paradigm is capable of everything, given Mm -hmm. enough tooling. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Yeah, but I like
0: that. I like not having to (laughs) do the
1: tooling. No, I no no no. I'm just saying that, like, as an actress, this was kind of an aha moment, and I should codify this somehow. That it really came to me when I was listening to Richard Harris, and he's bashing like back-end rendered multiple multi-page apps or whatever. He he, and he was even took like a moment to bash, you know, like Turbo and that that kind of paradigm, Hotwire and Mm -hmm. stuff, that Ajax phoenix live view type stuff yeah and he's just wrong in the sense that like really you're just moving you're moving the the render target to the back end Mm -hmm. um which is what they're doing that they have a render target on the front end and now they have one on the back end and so like we could potentially have that you know like if there's a few different ways that we could potentially have that um, you could literally blade for each through something that has like an Alpine V4 you know you could like manually do it in a disgusting way um, or you could I mean really this okay but let me go more like more extreme there could be a node process running that takes your output at HTML from blade and also gets the dollar sign wire Uh, you know stuff data initial data initializes it all with Alpine so that the front end truly gets like... Fucking
0: sickening. Yes, disgusting. But yes, it's totally possible.
1: You could recreate exactly the plumbing. I think maybe... You would just
0: have to have node and PHP running on the same server, which they don't have to have (coughs) because they can just have it all be node.
1: So, or I guess the opposite is you just render Blade, but Blade adds all sorts of decorations to the DOM. Uh And then the front end alpine like knows how to use those when dollar sign wire data changes um it knows that again
0: now we're waiting for alpine to initialize
1: no because we rendered it initially with blade
0: but how did we know what alpine would do on init
1: alpine takes its cues from marked up dom it's just like marked up with blade blade adds stuff like this is the beginning of a for each loop and there's three of them but,
0: but like whatever like say i have like an x text Okay. Right? Yeah. And it X texts. Right. Foo. You would, in right. This, what and I'm describing. And then on init, I say foo equals bar. Right. right. What I'm
1: describing is you would echo text with blade. And then Alpine would have to intelligently discover that what you did there was insert text from this property into this element. And then that it I would, now want to be bound in then the Then it would now X text itself up. That's wild. So, like, that's. That's one way to get. There's like two ways. You either have yeah, to. Yeah. That's gnarly. Right. That is wild, and there actually might be something there in the future. There that's might pretty be cool. There. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um, but that's fucking nutty, dude. the The paradigm that we're currently in is server render stuff. Yeah. And
0: and then fuck with it with Alpine decorate as with needed.
1: Alpine as needed, and it's basically like this is the premise. This is why. It's because we're still dealing with the server. In the SPAs, you're still yeah. often dealing with the server. Uh-huh. You're sending a request to get validated, right? Yep. So you're still waiting on the server. And basically, that's what LiveWire is, is it's like finding the places that you're waiting on the server and mm-hmm. utilizing that, that round the fact trip. that
0: you had the server first.
1: Yeah, the, the fact that like, hey, you're already going to the server, so if we can basically architect this world in such a way that we provide the optimism where you really need optimism. And then really most of the places you don't need optimism, we can use the backend as a render target and make your whole life much simpler, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? well, like, I, I mean, I think the <coughs> fundamental thing that will never change that like all of this is based around is like all of these apps are like a series of server, client, server, client, server, client, server, client, right? Yes. But yes, it always yep. starts with server. Yep. and that's the thing it's like you always start with server the first yep. thing because like you visit a URL unless
1: it's like a PWA or whatever sure unless it's a PWA right. but, uh,
0: but which is worth mentioning real. no uh, unless so it's was, a,
1: a Chrome extension
0: I was watching uh, or an Electron I was, app I was watching this dude on YouTube who's kind <laughs> of like a JavaScript influencer who I watch sometimes Okay, um, and he just said this line which was like if you are maintaining a PWA, there is an 80% chance that you are the only user of that PWA. <laughs> I thought that was a That's very funny. good point. Is it yeah. Fireship?
1: I could use almost no way he would say it. It, wasn't him. it, it was say. this
0: other guy. It was the guy who's the CEO of ping.gg. Yeah. Um, yeah. His name's Theo. He's kind of like okay. a young, 23 like, year old like, JavaScript crackhead. You know? Right.
1: Uh, so <laughs> you always get a laugh out of me with that, Dan. You can count on that. You ever say that, you're going to get a laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah. Daniel um, PWAs right so you're saying that it starts on the server like, like the thing is that it's always bouncing for any server client, server web client. App, for, any,
0: for any web app the first request is visiting a URL and right. that hits the server and the server's going to send back an initial response right and the idea is why ought not that initial response include all of the HTML that we want to right. show up on the page the first time
1: yes totally
0: Right. Yep. And the React people because they're sad losers have <laughs> to like fake it by like oh, well like what if we like rendered React on the back end like, you know? Right. Which is like lame and stupid. Um I mean it's just but- as stupid
1: as as <coughs> what we're doing. It would it would be like well, go on. I, well, they're, uh, like,
0: backfilling for, like, rendering HTML <coughs> on the server. Right, which and is we're backfilling
1: that. for, right, which is comical, yes, because, uh-huh. you know, we've been doing that since day one. Yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: yeah. I guess that's, like, um, I I I remember, like, with, like, I remember seeing something where people were talking about, oh, SSR this and da-da-da, and, like, you know, I had this chip on my shoulder of, like, we had that the whole time, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then, oh, and testing with the as it's like, dude, we've had that since day one. It's been the easiest yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. But then here's me coming out with SPA mode, you know, persistent right, layouts, right, right, and they're yeah, like, dude, yeah. bro, we've had it the whole time. So yeah, yeah. we all are solving. We all want all the same things. We want we want
0: the everything. page
1: to render right away. Yeah, we want stuff to optimistically update. We want it all. That's what we want. We want it all, and it's like. And They're coming at it at from yeah, yeah. the JavaScript render target end. That really uh-huh. is the fundamental difference. Where is your render target or whatever you want to call it, your rendering engine? Is uh-huh. it on the in the browser or is it on the server? And Livewire is obviously on the server. Um, yeah, with a little bit of front end sprinkles. And Next is on the front end with a little Next bit on of both. back end sprinkles. That's, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like... Yeah. It's, it's the same it's rendering engine. It's on both, that's the, but it's...
0: That's the benefit of having <coughs> JavaScript on both sides, is you can have right. the same rendering engine on both ends.
1: Yes, 100%. Um, so, like, maybe there's an argument that, you know, that in in reality, something like Next is truly the best. Um, Next with React is truly the best. But then, of course, the reality sinks in of the problem of, like, well, there is no Laravel for Node, Um, well
0: there's adonis right
1: there is no like cohesive experience There also react is insanely complex um so there's just those things but in in a pure in pure thought like next and react front and back end -end really have the show right like front and back end javascript truly in theory could have it all it should win it It totally should win except
0: they keep fumbling the bag so hard
1: i know by just like (laughs) inventing new stuff all the time yeah, um, but also out. just thinking that like React chill is out, like an man. acceptable way that for newcomers to build apps like that's yeah. insane.
0: You know Bun, the yeah. new shit. Yeah. It just lets you run TypeScript on the server.
1: Uh, I didn't know. Oh, I see it. Like I run, like, like not
0: compiling it. He doesn't compile it just just runs it
1: it doesn't even compile it internally or whatever no, it's it just, just like it.
0: knows how to do that it's just no typescript's a language and we're just gonna run <laughs> yeah. it like a language I
1: mean, bun looks sick it's funny how like now all of a sudden anybody talking it's about dino just seems broken. like right i know yeah. but be, because it's all about optics and marketing dino yeah. is just like wait what like that middle the thing guy, between I, I bun and an like, with og node
0: that same theo dude okay the javascript crackhead guy he didn't he did an interview with the guy who made bun the guy oh, seems okay. like a complete degen like oh really yeah like yeah. i he doesn't seem that professional he seems like like an actual javascript crackhead. okay like i mean i i would not be surprised if bun like just disappeared
1: okay yeah you know? they got a bunch of funding right oh, like for sure. a zillion yeah, for dollars sure. dude typescript this is i just ran up across something with typescript let. um that i think is so silly
0: it's also dumb
1: you yeah. can't <laughs> you can't have i mean maybe this is part of it you can't have like dynamic types like you can't have run you can't generate types without physically generating a type file like here, here's what i wanted i uh-huh. want to create a thing where my dream world is that like this isn't actually the exact thing i wanted but i'm going to use this as an example i analyze your livewire component and just like, maybe you mark it up with PHP types, like return type string, couple, you know, I know what arguments, how many arguments you need, whatever. And then I generate some like type from that. And well, I, I guess I just fundamentally misunderstand TypeScript. I'm even realizing it. I, no, no, yeah, no, this example just doesn't work. And then like, hypothetically, could I send that to the front end? And then the front end, know like if I call dollar sign wire dot add, it's like, oh, you only added one argument. But of course, to the front
0: end, because like obviously, this would obviously have to only <coughs> this would only work with bundled JavaScript. Exactly. Right? So the, the so better use case really is if you really just need to export a type file.
1: Right. But in the scenario that I was doing this, that I was actually trying to do this, I would have to do it like if you save a file. How do I like? I want to get PHP type safety, like into TypeScript. If you were to like mirror a PHP class and a JavaScript uh-huh. class, uh-huh. like derive a PHP object from a JavaScript. I think, so I think you have to
0: create a file, but like look at yeah. Prisma.js. You would have to create a file. Look like, at Prisma.js. Okay. Uh it's like a weird bad <laughs> OR. It's not that bad, but it's an ORM. Okay. That I was using for Botheads for a long time and it, I hated it. Yeah. Um but uh Prisma, one of the things they do is like when you change your schema, they generate types for all of your database models and stuff. Okay. Like on right. the fly. Yeah. Um, and they give them all the like where query bullshit. And so like your wares, like if you write a like post dot where, like, the things that can go into the where are informed yeah. by what problems. Right, right, right. so, so it's super cool the way they generate the types dynamically. Yeah. Yep. Um But what they do is like when you change your schema, they generate a new type definition. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, and I'm 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 questioning if what I was after was just me misunderstanding TypeScript at the time and like attempting something that you wouldn't because it's not giving you runtime type safety. I think um,
0: you also might be overestimating how many people are writing bundled Alpine. Like I think most. Oh, I'm Alpine's not even saying what text. I was actually
1: writing it for was for Vue. Okay. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think anybody has ever bundled Alpine. I might start. People do but yeah a lot of people do i kind of always picture it half and half mm-hmm. it's probably not but but i always picture that like
0: there was some crazy shit that we were doing at Internachi where we were like uh taking script tags and uh parsing them in blade and compiling them so you could just write es6 yeah. in your script tags
1: right the what's the problem with that The Problem There's no problem with that with it. we did it <laughs> What if I tried to... Because I've like had you know, my own ambitions of...
0: Oh, dude, if you could do... Oh, wait, wait, hang on. Dude, I, I know you have a heart out. Can I briefly talk about Dawn? Because it's so cool. Chris's okay, thing.
1: Wait, what time is it?
0: I just want to like, say what it is. Oh, I've so seen cool. it. Okay, yeah. The dusk thing. Yeah, go ahead. The dusk thing, dude. It's going to be nutty.
1: Really? So, yeah. I have... Uh, the TLDR is Dawn is boss man Chris's take on dusk or wrap around dusk or something mm-hmm. that runs twice as fast and the other, reason and, the okay. thing
0: that's cool about it that was so dusk runs in a separate process right yep. yes and which so makes it
1: very you couldn't, annoying you
0: couldn't <laughs> do all of the cool like building up the world <laughs> with factories and then like getting it to the exact place that you want and then just like go to the one page click the one button and assert that the one thing happened like you had to yeah. go through like go to the login page type your username type your password log in then go to the you know right
1: you can like fake the hell out of that experience uh-huh. and you can use uh the application mutator stuff mm-hmm. which i use like crazy but yeah i mean
0: nobody but at the end of the day is more not, intimate it's, it's with the separation processes. of
1: church and state and its pains than caleb porzio so do so yes, speak to me because i'm dawn I would is love dusk
0: dawn is dusk except that your php unit application is the application that's getting rendered in the browser meaning you can do all of the shit that you couldn't do before all so, of the factorying and whatever
1: so it uh like your it's been, your long-running test is a
0: proxy forwarder that creates fake like test fake requests and then returns the responses of those text fake requests to the proxyer.
1: Oh, so the thing that's being hit in the browser is a proxy something that talks proxy. to the other process? That then and talks to the other process. So how do they send stuff back and forth? Is it just literally so like get a process? Request. So uh, he gets okay. a
0: request. He just turns it into a symphony request. <coughs> right? Turns it into a what? A symphony request. Okay. Then he like goes and like makes that re- so he makes that request using the like test requests. Thing that Laravel provides, the like right. this.get Get or yeah, this.post Post right, or whatever. Right. Yes. Then that provides a response. Okay. So then his proxy then passes that response back to the browser.
1: But I want to know about the proxy.
0: It's a it's a proxy. I don't know. It's like, like what, a is it, HTTP what is it proxy. written
1: in? What is it?
0: It's I think it's written in PHP. I okay. told him to write it in Go, but right. That's because I'm a nerd. Um, so the I think like, it's written in PHP.
1: Could you in theory even like? not even need a proxy like can't you just i don't think so have like okay you
0: can't because because you need a web server that's right so thing. that needs you need to a web be server for chrome driver to talk to
1: right well that i know I, I mean i know that you would need a web server i was just thinking like maybe you could expose a web server from the the testing process
0: but but that's like a cli maybe PHP. that would like
1: violate concurrency or something but you know what i'm saying like i could create a php file with an infinite while loop. I could create my own like web server like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could also run that from the command line and access it from a browser. I could also run that from the command line, spin up Chromium, and tell it to access myself from the browser.
0: So I think that's basically what he's doing. But right. like, he's I, I spawning a process. To, for the proxy, to, yeah. For the proxy.
1: Dude, that's so smart. Because it's so
0: cool.
1: Otherwise, you're literally... Using two Laravel applications for, for no one.
0: Reason. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I wonder what the so, gotchas are with um, dude. Oh my gosh, this I mean, is it's crazy. gonna be out
0: out in like a week. So this is like, crazy
1: because to get like with Dusk. Oh wait, maybe it's not.
0: I think Dusk I, Test is gonna be back like oh, next. Oh, forget month. about what I'm saying. Like, I think I've abandoned Dusk Test completely up until now. Since yeah. I mean, I use baseball them football, heavily since right. the days of Baseball Football Service. Like, yeah, I have yeah. not written Dusk Tests. Right, but uh, I think dust testing might be back, maybe.
1: I still I use Cypress for Alpine and I yeah. love it compared. And honestly, I think I love it just because of its GUI, where it always feels like I can just open Cypress and like m- just run like a subsection of tests. Um, I don't know. There's things I like and and dislike about both. I feel like with PHP you have no option but to use dusk if you're going to use it for any like anything mm-hmm. laravel deep yep. like i i have to use it for livewire like i'm not even going to attempt cypress you, you,
0: you really have to go and so i don't have time to like remind you of like back in yeah, the we're day are
1: approaching my i'm going to be hanged time i have like, yeah. two, two, i don't have time to time. remind
0: you fully of back in the day when i wanted to write like a jest tester for react components that was connected to dusk so that it could use Mm. factories and then i ran into the separation of church and state and then got sad and abandoned it yeah but like dude I mean, now it's possible again
1: we, we'll we have to re-explore all the crazy possibilities at one time i thought when i was leaving titan i thought my future was the dusk guy like before Live i, Exist, remember I those, thought i, remember that, I yeah. thought i was gonna be the dust guy you and were I was,
0: primarily like you were maybe the guy who had written the most dust tests in the world from uh, right
1: and i <laughs> did a bunch of prs and stuff and i, I just remember being like I'm the dusk guy. I should create a GUI for dusk and that should be my thing. And I look back and I'm like so glad I did not, I'm not mm-hmm. the dusk guy. But um, but anyway, there was still so much crazy stuff we both were like talking about at the time. like
0: About like testing I and still, crazy shit, yeah.
1: I want there to be a way to fully test LiveWire components like even JavaScript stuff, but like super easy. I was thinking about this the other day. Oh, cause, whatever, dude. Gotta go, man! Come on! No, we
0: gotta go. And we didn't even talk about go, which we'll talk about next time.
1: Right? Which I I'm. Uh,
0: should we record another episode like tomorrow? That'd be sick.
1: We should uh, record one soon. If not tomorrow, All right. I, maybe uh, next week. You know, I'm maybe a family we'll, man maybe now. Let's I stick have to a weekly, baby, you know, to take care of. And
0: <laughs> I feel like we got, barely scratched the surface.
1: <coughs> we barely scratched the surface. We, I mean, there is literally a mountain to talk about. Just like, with we like, I
0: went to Spain. We didn't even bring break- <laughs> that dude my neck is fucked up and neck talk is like a huge part of the show neck
1: talk now Uh, we can both talk neck talk
0: oh all right right. well part one show caleb part one all right can you cue oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: hold on let me open the window to cue okay now i'm gonna and
0: one two three sending